You're tuned into our podcast, To Boldly Roll, a weekly play-by-voice Star Trek Adventures RPG hosted by Obsidian Fleet. If you want to boldly explore our biographies, read the Game Master's reports, and listen to crew logs, then set your phasers to stun and your browser heading for our website, toboldlyroll.net. Space, the final frontier. These are the voyages of the USS Potemkin. Our mission on behalf of Obsidian Fleet is to make new friends and protect the Federation. To discover the galaxy and to not roll 20s, we aim only to pick fights with the GM that we can win, but not upset him so much that he yells stars at us wholesale. And so it is, we have united today to boldly roll. Welcome, I am Matthew, the GM. I also play Torren Pax, the captain and I try really hard not to kill everyone. Hi, I'm Ben, and I play Commander Will Reich. I mean Kevin McHale, Executive Officer. I'm Matthew, and I play Lieutenant Ezekiel Zeke Pride, the Helm Officer and 2XO. Hi, I'm Will, and I play Alexander Artopoulos, the Chief Medical Officer. I'm Nikki, I play the Grazerate Chief of Engineering, Lieutenant Ellie Naveen. Hi, I'm Paul, I play Lieutenant Scott McIntyre, the tough, uncompromising chief of security on the USS Potemkin. So, shall we continue? Yes. We shall. Nick and I were talking because it's just the three of us. Uh, we're going to make it a half session, and you're in charge, Will. Oh. Mostly because we didn't you want the back and forth as to who's in, who's going to get in charge, who's going to make the, <laughs> give the orders. So you're in charge. Congrats, Doctor. Are you my companion this time? Yep. Yep. Okay. So let's get started. So you're taking Basson and yourselves in the Argo. You saw a an escape pod land quite harshly a few kilometers away. I'm surrounded by various sizes of debris from the explosion in orbit. So you're going to take the Argo and go go on an excursion. Pride and Elixir are going to remain um, at the crash ship. You figured out how to shut the big blast doors in that room. Of course I did. And Ellie welded a patch over the hatch that you patch over the hatch. Cut it open, seal it shut. I know. Work of an engineer is <laughs> never done. Never done. I'm just, just, just wondering, can the doctor drive? Kind uh, of. Well, better than an absolute novice. Well, that's always a start. Oh, um, um, Basin can drive. Yeah, Basin is the better driver. Yeah. And if Basin fails, then Ellie can drive as well. Can I drive? Well, on a flat road. Oh, I'm not bad. On, 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 a, on a flat road. On a flat road. No, a three is not too bad. Yeah, yeah, but I'm thinking more of the daring aptitude. Oh yeah, no, she's gonna hide. <laughs> <laughs> so who's on the Argo then? It's Basin. Yeah. Ellie. Yeah, you've got uh, Basin. Yeah, it's just the three of you. And I'm taking Mimi it's with me. It's only got three seats. Yeah. Ellie is really curious about this um, fallen debris. Like, what 
if it's actually the Potemkin, if what parts she really wants to go and check this out. Okay, so kind of approaching grid lines from that direction. Okay, it's not really a path; it's just less mountain, basically. So all of this here on either side is kind of drops off. So the the pathway is kind of a ridge. So, you know, don't drive off the edge. I'll try. And Will, remember, you do not have jump jets. This is not Mass Effect. Don't have an after booster either. We have seatbelts in this thing. If not, I'm sure you can knock something up with a um, ratchet strap yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah. Ellie's Ellie's making sure she has a seatbelt. In the in the Mako, you can just fall up a mountain. <laughs> yes, in the Mako, you can also go up a vertical slope. Can you? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. In America. Yeah. Is that what you just said? Well, I mean, it's not. A, no, it's not America. The, no, the Mako is the name of the. Oh, like... okay. I was like, this is something I don't know about about our physics. <laughs> In Mass Effect, you have a well, uh, going around planets vehicle that you just drive in everywhere. Yeah, and it's got jump jacks, afterburner, and you can literally go up a vertical surface. Nice. You remember that buggy that Picard was riding? Yeah. Yeah. Out in the desert? Well, it's kind of like that, but it's armored. With a tank gun on top. Nice ride. Although yes. I have seen some off-roader vehicles in the States go up near vertical cliffs. So, you know, if you've got enough torque... <laughs> Anything's possible. <laughs> um, anyway, so yeah, Will, can you get Basson to do a piloting check, please? Piloting check. It would be Darren and Con driving check, I guess. That would be 13. One moment. One success. So this ridge, you're driving along. There's a couple of close calls, but you're mostly fine. Maybe a wheel goes off the edge every now and then <gasps> the whole thing stays on <laughs> stop backseat driving <laughs> i need a character image for basin too i haven't got one yet i know he's wearing shades yes <laughs> okay so um yeah you make it you make it okay how far are we going um it's a couple of kilometers so it widens out onto a, a field it's kind of like knee-high grass um, there's an escape pod lying in it and various bits of debris lying around. The escape pod is kind of like in the middle. It's It came down as it was meant to, but bounced a couple of times. <sighs> so it's now on its side. It has taken damage from the um, bouncing around, but there are three life signs inside. Okay, I jump out of Inside the Argo that? after, and I run yep. up to see if I can get the door open. Yep. So, um, do an engineering check. Gotcha. Little Argo drawing there. Nice. Uh, roll. There we go. Of two successes. Okay. The exterior mechanisms to open the door, both normal and emergency are in bits oh. crushed and there is no movement from inside <gasps> but they still have life signs yes is there any there's a like a viewport on this thing that i can climb up to it's shattered not 
broken, but you know, like safety glass. Mm-hmm. It just kind of shatters the whole window. Can I see anything through it? No, no. Might have to shoot um, our way Doc, in. Doc, can you can you check out these life signs and see if everybody's relatively okay or what's going on? So, is it, if the doctor takes his medical tricorder, can he get better information? Yes. What would I be rolling? Control medicine? Uh, yeah. Oh, so I love your one, little drawing two, of the Argo. Three. <laughs> three successes. Okay, so emergency medicine would no triage would come into effect here. So it's four successes. So you can have Ooh. two uh, momentum back. Momentum for me. We can only hold up to four momentum yeah. today. <laughs> Dang it. I know. Um, yeah, so life signs. Uh, one of them is very weak. Uh, the other two are strong, but fluctuating. Um, I think we should try to get in. Yeah, so I'm going to... Forcefully. Yeah. I'm going to get out my cutting tools. Um, is there anything I should be aware of, like, technically about the difference in, like, um, pressure or anything like that? Like, Ellie would know. In theory, no. The escape pod should automatically match the outside pressure when they land. Obviously, not in space. That'd be bad. Otherwise, it's ship standard pressure. Okay, so I'm going to get out my cutting tools and try to work on this shattered uh, mechanisms. Yep. Same rule? Yes, please. Two successes. Nice. You're able to cut through. Uh, you don't have to cut through the entire door. You're able to cut through, cut a small hole to... Uh, basically, you, you get into the circuitry behind the manual release or the, the hardware. Um, and you, you're able, which is easier than cutting through the door. And you're able to trigger the manual emergency release, which blows the hatch off. You all stood well out of the way. It kind of ended up over here somewhere. Oh, I was afraid you were going to give me a contest there. <laughs> No. The doctor will have four patients now. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, the moment the door blows, a um, stand back. A human female in engineering orange tumbles tumbles out unconscious. Whoa. She wasn't secured when they landed. The doc's gonna check her out immediately. Do a emergency medicine, please, Will. Emergency medicine. Yeah, um, a medical test with emergency medicine as a focus. Oh, I got you, I got you. That would be control medicine again. Yep. That's uh, two successes. You scan her, and as you're scanning her, she flatlines. And <gasps> despite your best efforts, um, she doesn't make it. <laughs> oh, no! She had massive blunt force trauma to the forehead. Ooh. You're reasonably sure that at some point during the journey, she was thrown forward into the hatch, maybe before she could secure herself. Ooh. Um, and she she died. Oh. Did Basin know her? Is this emotional? Uh, she's an engineer. <gasps> what am I yeah. doing? Oh, no. Her name was Sati Kritsk. Well, the doc, uh, if she, if they're still open, the doc closes her eyes and then moves on to the other two immediately. <laughs> yeah, um, the other two would be your XO and your tactical chief. Scanning them, they've got some bumps, bruises, and shallow cuts, probably from equipment bouncing around. They both have bruises underneath where the seatbelts were, so shoulders, chest abdomen but other than being still unconscious 
doing reasonably good, Nick. The unconsciousness part is probably as a result from the bang to the head they took. Nothing that happened while they were in the escape pod, but rather knocked out cold during the battle while on the bridge. Damn. So they were knocked out before they got into the pod. Somebody secured them. Yeah. Probably Sadie because she's so (laughs) self-sacrificial. Never know. Yeah, she she gave the ultimate sacrifice. I guess we'll have to figure out a burial for her later. Yeah. What about searching the inside of the wreckage? Can we find anything useful? Yeah, so it's got emergency supplies and things like that. It is a four-person pod, so it's got supplies for four people for a couple of weeks. The You know, the standard emergency phaser or weapons case, etc. Emergency shelters, that kind of thing. The doc is loading up like Rambo. He's got like a phaser here and a medical tricorder there. And he's putting this <laughs> medical stuff across his shoulders. <laughs> right now he's in survival mode. He's usually pretty like uh, lighthearted, but. Yeah, the doctor's got serious. He just lost a patient. Ellie's going gonna, Ellie's gonna to scan the wreckage around. Engineering check. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, um, yeah. Did we get any momentum yet? Oh, we got four of them. Oh, okay, I'll spend a momentum. I'll re-roll that one. Got it. Okay, two successes. Nice. So the metallurgy of the wrecked pieces is a match for that of an Excelsior-class starship. It even displays some of the quantum signatures from your passage through the wormholes. It's us. So it's definitely the Potemkin. Oh, beer. If you spend a point of momentum, you can get some more information. I want to spend it. Okay. All the wreckage is from the port they sell, which included fist-sized pieces of the warp coils. <gasps> Our new warp coils! Oh. So, can you go to warp with only one to sell? Uh, yes. Not very fast, but you could achieve warp speed with just one they sell. So they could have lost in a cell and then escaped. That's a possibility, yeah. And I could be the captain now. <laughs> oh, God. Help us all. <laughs> Look at me. I'm the captain now. <laughs> what are you going to do? Well, we can't leave them alone in this pod thing. Is this the bulk of the wreckage, or was did it fall anywhere else? It's what's come down closest to you. Okay. Any other wreckage is too far to reach, realistically. What about uh, other life signs? Are they the only two? It's the only life signs that you're detecting, or the only humanoid life signs you're detecting. Oh, oh, the only humanoid life signs. What other life signs are we detecting? Yeah. Cheap. (laughs) (laughs) Nah! (laughs) (laughs) Okay, um, so there's nothing else in this field besides the life pod and the wreckage? Yeah. Yeah, that's all that's here. We've picked up all the supplies. I'm gonna check... Before we go, for, like, what weapon might have hit this wreckage? Uh, yep. Another engineering, please. You got it. Two successes. One is a three, so I don't know what that applies. Um, yeah, I don't have anything in weapons, so. No. Ancient tech, if it's ancient tech, I don't know. Yeah. No. No, no, no. You're picking up an atomic signature. Okay. Consistent with... A old-style nuclear missile. So kilotons, megatons, 
difficult to tell, but it's given the fact that, you know, it's it's a significant portion of your ship and your ship does have a certain amount of armor to it. Um, you're probably talking megatons. Yay. It's consistent with the torpedoes, the nuclear ordnance that was used during the Earth-Romulan War, you know, 300, 250-odd uh, years ago. Well, I want to get them loaded, if we can, onto our little vehicle. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's designed for three people, so... It's the, it's the chicken and the somebody. fox who stays while we run back and forth. I suppose the doc can keep uh, keep looking around while you take them back. So Basin's going to drive us back, and we'll take the two unconscious. Does that fit four of us? Um, you said there was two drop-down seats in the back. Ellie can ride in the back if she has to. Or we can just send Basin back with them, and you and I can explore. <laughs> oh, we can do that. Basin's got the muscle for taking them in wherever he's got to go. Uh, so how about this? Basin drives, we put the two unconscious guys in seatbelts, and I load my poor lost engineer into the fold-down seats in the back. Sadie. Right. I mean, yeah, there is kind of a, a cargo bed at the very back. I'll wrap her up and secure her. There's just not a lot. <laughs> Just not many images on it. Apparently the Star Trek community really didn't like it. Wow. Aww. Yeah, I can't find any decent images of it. Yeah, I can say to, yeah, like you say, drop down seat on the cargo bed. So we to get them loaded up with Basin and then she and I will stay here at the crash site. Okay, so you you kind of uh, radio back um, to Pride and Elixir that Basin is coming back and to meet them at the tear in the hull. It took you about 10 minutes to get there, so it's going to take, you know, at least 30 for him to be back to you. So, is there anything else you want to do with the escape pod? We've already searched it for stuff, and we've already taken everyone out of it. I don't think there's much left to do inside of this pod, but we can move on to other wreckage. I will give you a hint. There is still something that you can get from the pod. The computers? Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh. Well, it'll have a record... We should probably check the computer. Okay, look at that flight data. <laughs> yeah. Ellie plugs um, into it. Sorry, I thought that was included with when I asked, is there anything useful on the ship? No, I assumed that you meant stuff that you could take Survival with you gear. and use. I should have been more specific. My I, I should have thought of the you know, data, because yeah. that was one thing I was going for. Yeah. Yeah, I Thank did you. I did wonder Thank if anyone was going to mention that. You <laughs> <laughs> need all the help we can get. I guess I was um, expecting to question someone, but they're all knocked out. <laughs> yes. Yes. We're dead. It's hard to hard to question someone when they're unconscious. Indeed. Even harder when they're dead. Yeah. Yeah. Dead engineers don't speak. No. Not unless you're in the fringe universe anyway. <laughs> okay, yeah, do a control and engineering, please. Got it. Can Mimi assist? Yes. Yes, you can. Okay, I've got two successes. One is a three, and if it's computers, that's a specialty. Uh, Mimi is... Yeah, uh, communication. Yeah, computers communication. works. Okay, I have, uh, I have communications, too. Mimi is 13. Yeah. She rolls one. She's a bit older than 13. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. <laughs> she she might be older than, than Pax. Oh, yeah, <laughs> but... Well, yeah, he's a... 
He's a how old is his symbiont? Thousand years old. She's got so a couple she's thousand. Three times on him. his age. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so Mimi gets one success. <laughs> so is that four That's... successes altogether? Yes. Okay. How much uh, momentum have you got stored? Right now we've got two. Okay, so you get two back. Got it. Um, or two from that, should I say? Basically, the pod sensors and whatnot kick on when it's launched, but they recorded about 30 seconds of telemetry before they were trashed by three atomic detonations. The data that you received was that the warheads would impact on the port nacelle, and that's that's pretty much all the data you get from them. The pod did read that the Temkin had lost shields at, by this point. Yeah. But weapons, weapon systems were still active and still firing at the time of launch. But the fate of the Potemkin is still unknown. All right. Ellie's really just missing her baby. Um, uh. So um, she just looks to the dock and wants to know, like, what else do we want to do here? She kind of wants to, like, maybe climb the nearest little peak and see what we can see out on the landscape. That's better than nothing. Yep. So the road in is there. Over here is a a mountain, or a hillside, as it were. Sort of thing, the gradient lines. Probably about another 50 meters above you. And it seems to be the highest point in the local area. So we need to climb. Yes. It's not going to be difficult, but I uh, do need a roll. So it's probably it's going to be fitness. fitness so and... bad. <laughs> Fit... I, I, I... Give it uh, to me. I'll decent. do it. It's not that bad. It's, it's fitness and whatever whatever your discipline is. Oh, I can do fitness and engineering. She brought. She makes some climbing tools. Cause she's so Mine resourceful. would be 15 if I was doing it. <laughs> yeah, the game doesn't really allow for climbing rolls or that sort of thing. So I do what I can and make stuff up. Ooh! Today she is on her game. Nice. Well, okay. Okay. That, yep, she's definitely climbing. Um, probably she's be, probably so gout. she has grippy hands. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a mountain sheep. <laughs> yeah, one of, one of her ancestors in the evolutionary tree was a mountain goat. That's right. <laughs> Did you pass as well, Will? Or are you not going up this hill? Well, I was going to wait to see what happens, you know, because I'm the dark. Fair enough. <laughs> see if she falls down. waiting at the bottom. <laughs> but I will do it now. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay, Will, you don't get past the first bluff. You just kind of... You, you don't get that high. You get, like, two, a meter off the ground, slip, and just kind of slip vertically and just kind of go nah it's mm, right. I'll wait mm, mm, mm. <laughs> I'll wait for you it's fine it's all yep, good yep. good good <laughs> um, so from where you are uh, basically you can see much of the surrounding area it's a large open plain uh, you can see quite a few different animals and critters it's a large lake you're at an altitude that it is kind of like an alpine. So it's not cold per se, but it's not particularly warm either. And this lake is glassy clear, even mm. from where you are, which is 
10 kilometers away, you can see the, the lake floor. Um, and is, so the scan clear. shows it as good clean water. It's a drinking source. I'm making sure everything you see in scan is linked back to the doctor's tricorder as well. Yep. Obviously, with new life forms, you're not going to be able to automatically know if they're harmful or not. Right. Um, but there's nothing that can be classified as a parasite or anything like that in the waters, which is obviously a concern in some places. And then over this side is a forest. Trees. Fir trees and the likes are there. An old forest. Yeah, it is an ancient forest. Trees are a good between 50 and 150 meters high. Big old forest. It's it's quite peaceful and quite lovely. You do see smoke no. rising from over here. More debris? A bit from over there. Probably where it came into re-entry. It, it's not a lot of smoke. It's, it's, it... Can I detect? I mean, if I could detect the water doesn't have parasites, can I detect like particulate matter in the smoke? Yeah. Yeah, it's, well, it's, mo it's mostly wood smoke. There is some composite metals um, particles in the smoke, mostly where it came through the atmosphere, um, and it burnt up a little bit. Um, so the particles are consistent with Temkin. Starfleet designs. Yeah. More bits over there. Yep. Other mark it down on a map. Yep. That's the landscape. When I look out on the horizon past the lake, there's more mountains. Yeah. So the whole you're kind of in a basin. Not a basin, <laughs> uh, not the security officer. A basin with basin. Yeah, basin is in a basin. It's kind of like natural barriers all the way around. Where we are on our side, is there any sign of like an inlet from our side, like a stream or anything? Or are they all coming from distant on the other side of this thing? Some, something's feeding it water, right? Yes, yeah. Um, you can't see any rivers at all, actually. No outlets? Yeah, no rivers. It's nothing on this side? Nope. Okay. All right, I'm going to... Come back down, hopefully safely. <laughs> That'd be nice. Yeah, you make your way down. It's not difficult to get down. Mind you, it wasn't difficult to get up for some people. <laughs> I tell them how beautiful it is up there and the cool, crisp air and the beautiful lake. Yes, yes, rub it in. And the forest that's on fire. <laughs> I was just distracted, that's all. Saving your strength. Yes, that. You're weighed down with all this medical equipment. I mean, there is that as well. So it was a half an hour for Basin to get back and a half an hour return trip? No, it's about a 10-minute trip. Oh, okay. Uh, it was just how long it took them to unload everyone. Okay. Well, what else do we want to explore? Anything? At the moment, we've already looked on the horizon, so I'm, I think we're good for now. Okay. We're going to basically assume that he's back. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, we could walk the path and kind of meet him on his way back. That works. Yeah. Cut the time. You start walking in about five minutes. He rolls up and says that um, everyone was unloaded. Okay. So, yes. So, you can either drive back to the wreck or head towards somewhere else. We could check out those plumes. You want to go down to the forest? Maybe continue along this path, see yep. if it goes around? There's a uh, smoke plumes we should go check those out if we can there isn't really a easy way down i a nice you know nice curved gentle road down to the prairie 
but there are a couple of places that Basson thinks are passable if he took it slow and careful. Probably about a 30 degree down slope. Ooh, that's exciting. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's not got many rocky out outcroppings. It's mostly. Yeah, we don't want to clip the Argo. No, but it has got quite a bit of loose gravel, for want of a better term. Can Ellie improve the traction on the Argo before we go? No, but there is a wire and winch on the back of the vehicle. So kind of attach it to something and, yeah. Lower it down? Yeah. I like that plan. All right. Yeah, it kind of works. Okay, so she makes an anchor in the rock with some cool cutting tools and stuff. And sets up a winch line yep. so that we can both lower ourselves down and then later hook it back up and raise ourselves back up. Yep. Um, can you do an engineering roll for that? I can. Please. Sweetenly. Uh, two successes. Two successes. Okay, so you're able to hook something up that can be detached. And once you get to the bottom, it can be detached and reattached, as it were. Will, can you get back into the driving test, please? What sort of driving test? Uh, well, it most definitely will be daring. Daring. So daring and con. Two successes. Yay. We don't die, right? No. So you don't die. In fact, you get down quite quite easily. Basson has control of the winch speed as well, so he just kind of um, floors it. He doesn't really want to stay there long, so he just, you know, pedal to the mill and just go straight down. And even has this dramatic moment of the winch plying out and whoever's in the back seat can see it rapidly disappearing. And then he clicks and the separator separates and you're way across the prairie. Ellie is involuntarily shouting. (laughs) 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 With joy? No! down back there yeah so the prairie it's grass obviously all the grass is about ellie height but not that tall five feet she's peering over the top of it yeah um it's good grass this (laughs) how many stomachs do grass have maybe can survive on grass don't know maybe uh can everyone do a presence and Ooh, appropriate discipline check, please? Presence. Yeah, presence is my worst stat for Alexander, anyway. Yeah, we're all kind of low on that one. Mimi has as much presence as I do. <laughs> Am I doing a check for both my characters? Ooh. Yes, please, Will. Okie dokie. It was presence, and what was the other thing again? Uh, Your best the discipline. appropriate discipline. I rolled a 20. <laughs> Gosh dang it. Okay, I'm rolling. So the doctor is good. He's got um, two successes. And uh, Basin is not so good. He's got zero successes. Okay, so your driver doesn't see this. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> the sunglasses are not helping in Twilight. No, no. So as Basin is driving towards the forest, at a distance at first, uh, you start seeing shapes briefly running along either flank. Mm, both sides of us. 
Yes, you're reasonably sure that they are bipedal. Bipedal? Yeah, running on two legs. And they are quick. They are keeping pace with you, somewhat effortlessly as well. Mm. How fast are we going? I don't mean to alarm you, but... um... Yeah, that's all he says. <laughs> uh, you just see glimpses of them as the as the journey progresses. You start picking out details: long, powerful legs, a long tail that is horizontal, so it is keeping balance, and it looks like a long neck with a looks like a bird's head, a scaled up bird's head. So it's kind of like a um, an ostrich, but with um, a tail. So they're running along with us. Yes. It's like safari. Yeah. Uh, they, they've shown no sign of attacking. Can you all do the test again, please? Got it. I'm getting 20 and a success again. <laughs> no. Sad. So sad. Mixed. It's mixed, you know? Wow. We're striking out. So this time, uh, the doc got nothing and Basin got one. Okay. What wasn't obvious from above is now, and you uh, kind of like burst out of the grass into a clearing. It's only about 100 meters across. Basin kind of has a freak out moment because there's lots of grass munching critters, you know, wild sheep and elephant-like things and various different creatures, but he avoids them. Ooh just and looking either side for the creatures that were shadowing you you see this wow. that that looks like a meat-eating beak hook there the dino ostrich uh, <laughs> um it's also about two meters tall or two meters long from tail to to head okay it does have like proto wings and as you can see, rather nasty claws on the end of those. They are coloured. It's about half and half. Half of them are coloured in browns and dull colours. The other half are brightly bright plumage, blues, reds, yellows, that sort of colours. If it follows every other animal kingdom in the Federation, you've got male and females, the males being brightly coloured. But there's, there doesn't seem to be any particular order in which they are running. Oh, how many are there? I missed that. It's about 30. Wow. But you're quickly back in the grass, and as you approach the boundary between the grass and the forest proper, they seem to stop following you, stop shadowing you. Um, however, you do have, Basson does have to slow down a bit. Do the brakes suddenly stop working? Uh, the brakes work, yeah. Woo! Uh, the forest is not as densely packed as you would imagine. They're old trees, so... Yeah, the big old trees have quite a bit of space around them. Uh, you've got undergrowth, shrub, and stuff like that, at least towards the, the edges of the forest. As you move deeper, which you can take the Argo, the undergrowth kind of changes into a different type, more akin to the twilight that you're now in underneath the canopy. There is quite a bit of movement, a lot of life, little creatures, swarms of insects. Seems like a healthy forest. And you come to the closer of the two. 
this one. Um, it is a part of the warp field grid. So the bluish bit of the warp nacelle. Uh, it's a couple of meters, probably about three meters long, too high. It is very melted around the edges hmm. from re-entry. And while there is smoke, it isn't burning. Uh, the forest doesn't seem to be in danger from this. And you can hear it uh, because it's a transparent, I use the American bastardization, transparent aluminum. Well, I said that Wow, one. I'm impressed. Nope, nope. Very good. Yeah, right. <laughs> aluminium. Aluminium, yes. Yeah, the proper way of spelling it. It's called the Queen's <laughs> English for a reason. Aluminium. Ain't got no queen. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, so you can hear it creaking as it cools down, having obviously expanded a little bit due to the, the re-entry. But you can hear it cooling rapidly. Is the material in any way useful? Well, at least taking account of all the material in case we need it for a future for building or constructing something. Obviously, we can't move it right now, but she's taking notes. Yeah, yeah you can note it in your tri-quarter, the position in your tri-quarter. For future reference, it is In case I have um, to build us a warp nacelle. <laughs> yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> Me and MacGyver out here in the wild. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing else here. It was just this one piece of debris. Okay. You can see its path through the trees as it came down. It did strip or shatter branches as it came down, but the forest is safe, and there's no electronic devices to be hacked or grabbed here. No life signals or escape pods. You're still getting plenty of life signals, but nothing that relates to the crew or intelligent life. Well, if there's nothing we can salvage, then we should go to the next spot. Okay. Yep. I'm back in the Argo. Again, it's not long. Well, it is quite far, I suppose. Several kilometers. Another check for me, please. The same as before? Yes. Oh, everybody? Yep. Got it. Two successes. Yay, no more 20s. That's uh, two, one success apiece. Okay, so you can get one one momentum back from Nikki's roll. Yeah, we don't have room for it. Okay. Spend it to find a cupcake. <laughs> Happy birthday to you. <laughs> you all spot it this time, oh. uh, or them. And these creatures aren't shadowing you. They are just kind of staring at you out of uh, the undergrowth. Ooh, they're getting scarier. Uh... These ones are only about a meter high, a meter long, a meter tall, however you want to describe them. You can hear, as they're staring at you, although they've got eyes on the side of their head, they are clearly predators. You can't really... You, literally, what the image is, is all you can see. Mm. Um, so that beak is, is has almost got teeth built into it. And you can hear clicks. They're not particularly quiet. You can hear them over the, the tires making noise on the undergrowth. And the Argo's passive sensors alert fastened to a kind of sonar lock and out of nowhere one of them charges the Argo it's so quick it must have covered 20 meters in less than a couple of seconds from a standstill Ellie's just gonna 
just do a lob of something that will explode, like a grenade or something, just to scare it. Before she's able to, it's already on you. Uh, not on you, literally. Um, it's it's um, briefly. You can see that its feet are heavy, but they're more designed for running than damage. And it basically headbutts the Argo. <laughs> oh. Side panel. Despite its small size, it has enough force that it kind of rocks the Argo slightly. And Basson notes that there is a terror bird shaped dent in the door. Great. However, the creature is, well, given the, the crack you heard, uh, it probably broke its neck when it hit the Argo. Oh. And the other terror birds are a little bit put off by this and decide that you're probably not worth it. I'm bird. Belly has not pulled the pin on this grenade yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you survived the terror bird attack, but Ellie blows you all up. Thanks. You're not far from the second wreck now. This one is it's a larger piece and appears to be from the Bassard collectors. Ellie, you recognize it as part of the mechanism as opposed to the transparent shield. Well, this kind of confirms at least part of your worst fears that potentially the entire nacelle was destroyed rather than just bits of it badly damaged. You are picking up atomic signatures from this as well, and it is on fire. All right. Um, do I have anything on the Argo that puts things out of fire? Um, yeah, you got fire extinguisher, firefighting gear. Um, is yeah. this thing too large? The fire too large for what I've got, or no? It's it's kind of a it's an internal fire at the moment. Okay, so she gonna put out the fire yeah you the bear guide me <laughs> <laughs> yeah so spraying it into some of the tears in the structure it'll fill it with temporary expanding foam smother the fire it's obviously never going to be used again but it's not a danger to this world at the moment and it's done putting out smoke so other people can't find it they come yep. back looking for us yeah yeah, so same thing. I guess she collects the information of like what material is there to use if we need it. Yes, yeah. And she's super nervous. She's like looking around for dangerous wildlife in every quarter. Jason's got that covered. Her, um, what do you call that? Prey species instincts are niggling. She's <laughs> <like nervous>. Shadows. <laughs> so with your instincts heightened, you pick up sound from the other side of the wreck probably about 30 meters away and your head snaps up and you see gracefully walking through the forest are large quadrupeds you could probably equate them to dinosaurs but they're not quite you know they follow the similar sauropod sort of dimensions so big body four legs tail long neck small head but they're kind of like miniature so although it looks like it could be a 50 foot diplodocus it is in fact about 15 foot long and you can tell it's full grown because there's even smaller ones babies that are actually running about between the legs of the bigger ones surprisingly nimble for their bulk a couple of them glance over in your direction there's surprising intelligence in their eyes it's not like a cow's eye it's more like that of a dog 
so they're much more aware of their surroundings. How much they fear you is evident by the fact that they're still eating when they look at you and don't stop eating at any point. I was going to ask if they were grazing, but then you got it. Yeah, so they're grazing the undergrowth and the trees or the lower levels of the tree. You can't tell if they're pure herbivore or omnivore. Certainly not pure carnivore because they're eating grass and stuff. But you could also glimpse occasionally terror birds watching the herd. Oh. But other than that, nothing seems to be out of the ordinary. Well, it's all out of the ordinary, I guess. Um, but they pose no danger to you. Well, the dog's been taking samples this whole time. Yep, I, I assume so. As long as you don't take a baby um, sauropod, I think you'll be fine. Oh, no. no. I shall have that as a pet. <laughs> I was going to say, maybe Ellie goes and gives him a chocolate chip um, ration bar or something. <laughs> <laughs> she's going to make a friend. As if Starfleet but the, would actually a, have... I was going to accept the pteropods are nearby, so Ellie holds back. Yeah, the, the pteropod birdies are, yeah. are very present. Yeah. Um, but given that you as individuals are bigger than them, and you've got this big armored thing that you ride... They're probably still a little bit terrified of, you know, you passively killing one of them. I don't want to get too far away from the Argo. Yeah. All right. You I are very close the to the river, uh, to the lake at this point. Yeah. I want to yeah. go see the lake. the lake. I want to see what's there, if there's fish in it or anything. Yeah. So basically the forest just kind of abruptly ends and you go from twilight to full sunlight. Again, still not very warm, but it's kind of like a, a winter sun. It's just right in front of you. Basson kind of stops suddenly because the sun's in his eyes quickly. Ah. He stops on a pebbly beach, but at the actual shore, it is sand. Hmm. It's normal sand, you know, ground up silica, ground up glass. And you can, like I say, you can see to the bottom all the way through it's it's that clear there is one spot that you can't see to the bottom of it's all cloudy probably about 40 meters into the into the lake from where you are and there does seem to be a current to some description there that's a nifty view the doctor is going to take samples of the water from the lake yep so i i always assume you're going to use your robotic arm to do this Indeed. So, as you near the edge, a lot of aquatic creatures, fish, or fish analogues, suddenly kind of like appear uh, from under rocks and around like that, and all kind of gather in your reflection and kind of just stare at you. Weird. Kind of like goldfish when they're hungry. Ellie they're just all kind of going to the glass. Bits of rations over the surface to see what takes it up. Immediately, it's like a feeding frenzy sort of thing as they all gobble it up. You can't really tell how many there are because they're all in and out and all over the place. Your tricorder, it has trouble keeping track of how many there are, but they all appear to be about between half inch and three inches long. Little guys. Yeah, fish-like bodies, so fins, dorsal, fin, tail, mouth, eyes, you know, gills. usual. goldfish or piranha? Well, they don't appear to have teeth from what you can see. These are like big minnows. Yeah, you gingerly reach a shallow end to take some water samples. 
Um, I don't know. They rush towards you, so I don't know if you'd you'd pull back quickly or if you'd wait to see what would happen. And the dark would wait to see what happened. Yeah, so they all come up and kind of do what sharks do when they're testing something. They kind of rub their nose against you to get an idea of what you are. Nothing tries to bite you. It's the smaller ones that approach first, and then the bigger ones rush in and kind of like nose kiss your hand. Like, what's this? Who are you? Are you food? No. (laughs) We're wondering if they're food. (laughs) You'd have to catch a lot of them. Well, if there's little ones, then there's bigger ones somewhere. True, true. Yeah, Doc just finished taking his sample and moves on. The lake itself is kilometers long and wide. And in the distance, it is in the distance. You see something break the surface. The kind of like the monster. way a whale would. <laughs> it's Nessie! So you're saying Nessie's an alien? Yes. That came to study humanity? Yes. <laughs> well, aren't we all doomed? <laughs> so, yes. So, all around the lake edge, you see animals, large herds or flocks, whatever you want to, depending on the on the critter, milling around in the shallows or on the edge of the, the lake. It's so pretty. Several somethings breach the water, breach the surface and kind of like flop back in. They don't seem to be approaching you, but you can see them in the distance. Well, can Alexandra do a science check for me, please? Science. Mm. So what's he scanning? The big creatures? Uh, The water itself. I'm going to use a moment um, to re-roll. Ellie can assist for science. Yep. Um, Science is for... Can I do science and reason? Or science and control? Yep. Whichever's best. There you go. I got you a good One for me, one from her. Awesome. Um, So the lake has a number of caves, I think would be the best way of describing it. It's a cave network around and underneath the lake, which creates a current. Water is drawn into them. There is quite a strong current around uh, those cave entrances. And where the cloudy spot was, you're able to detect a couple more, is a an underground river that comes up in these spots. And that's why we don't see anything pouring in. Yeah. Okay. The underground rivers spout out not only water, which is slightly warm. Well, hot. it's coming from underground. I guess. Yeah. Nice. But it also spews out a lot of nutrients in the form of mud and things like that that... Uh, distributed across the the lake. Oh. Obviously, there is runoff from the land as well. Is there like microbial? Oh, you said there was no. You said there was no parasites, but is there like microbial? Like, um, what do you call it? Yeah, the the. There's cultures. Yes, there's there's lots of um like micro microbes so. and yes, there's plenty of that. And it does it prefer like the warmer flow of water as opposed to like where it's colder. Um, you you are detecting the same species in the colder water as well as the warmer water. Okay. But they do seem to flourish more around the river outlets where it is warmer. Well, we've got our samples. We know that there's underground um, water flow network, river network. Um, there's big life out there. 
This has been a nice nature walk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I always really enjoyed her time with Basin and Artopolis. The doc is trying to be as uh, emotionless as possible. He's still really reeling from what happened at the shuttle. Yeah, there was nothing he could do, but I guess that doesn't really make it any better. He probably would have talked to the fish if he'd actually been in a good mood. Aww. <laughs> well, you know, they can always come back. You think we're going to be here a while, huh? <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe not. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, but it is... <laughs> it is um, 8 o'clock, though. So, call it there for the evening. Yeah, sure. Sounds good to me. Nice little session. Yep. <laughs> so, uh, his loss value has been reinforced today. Oh. Yep. Does he get a special point for that? Uh, a point no. of determination um, for later? Yeah. Yay. Oh. Yeah, I think so. Nice. Um, yeah. Okay. Great session. At a great time. Oh, well, thanks for doing this for us. Yeah, it's fun. Okay. Take care. Have a good weekend. Yeah. For sure. Good night. Night night. Boy boy. this again silly computers silly computers hello computer oh keyboard how quaint <laughs>